I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading Numbers chapters 33 and 34. This is the New King James Version of the podcast. The King James Version is also available. In the first 49 verses of chapter 33, we get a listing of where they've been for these 40 years. Verse 1, we see that Israel leaves Egypt These are the journeys of the children of Israel who went out of the land of Egypt by their armies under the hand of Moses and Aaron. Now Moses wrote down the starting points of their journeys at the command of the Lord, and these are their journeys according to their starting points. They departed from Ramses in the first month on the fifteenth day of the first month. On the day after the Passover, the children of Israel went out with boldness in the sight of all the Egyptians. For the Egyptians were burying all their firstborn, whom the Lord had killed among them, Also on their gods the Lord had executed judgments. Then the children of Israel moved from Ramses and camped at Sukkoth. They departed from Sukkoth and camped at Etham, which is on the edge of the wilderness. They moved from Etham and turned back to Pi-Haharoth, which is east of Baal-Zephon, and they camped near Migdal. They departed from before Haharoth and passed through the midst of the sea into the wilderness, went three days' journey in the wilderness of Etham, and camped at Marah. They moved from Marah and came to Elam. At Elam were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees, so they camped there. They moved from Elam and camped by the Red Sea. They moved from the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of Sin. They journeyed from the wilderness of Sin and camped at Dafkah. They departed from Dafkah and camped at Alush. They moved from Alush and camped at Rephadim, where there was no water for the people to drink. They departed from Rephadim and camped in the wilderness of Sinai. They moved from the wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kibroth Hata'avah. They departed from Kibroth Hata'avah and camped at Hazaroth. They departed from Hazaroth and camped at Rithmah. So the 38-plus years of wilderness wandering, for which there is no detailed account, Begin with these next verses, beginning with verse 19. Verse 19, They departed from Rithmah and camped at Ramon Perez. They departed from Ramon Perez and camped at Libna. They moved from Libna and camped at Rissah. They journeyed from Rissah and camped at Kahilathah. They went from Kahilathah and camped at Mount Shefer. They moved from Mount Shefer and camped at Harada. They moved from Harada and camped at Mechiloth. They moved from Mechiloth and camped at Tahoth. They departed from Tahoth and camped at Tira. They moved from Tira and camped at Mithkah. They went from Mithkah and camped at Hashmanah. They departed from Hashmanah and camped at Masaroth. They departed from Masaroth and camped at Benejaakon. They moved from Benejaakon and camped at Hor. Hagadgad, they moved from Hor Hagadgad and camped at Jat Batha. They moved from Jat Batha and camped at Abranam. 
They departed from Abrana and camped at Azion Geber. Now, again, those are locations that uh, were not documented in the chronicles of what they did and where they went, just listed here by Moses to tell them where they were. And then in verse 36, we start back with the recorded events of Israel's wanderings in verse 36 with places that are otherwise recorded in the book of Numbers or elsewhere. Verse 36, they moved from Ezion Geber and camped in the wilderness of Zen, which is Kadesh. They moved from Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor on the boundary of the land of Edom. Then Aaron the priest went up to Mount Hor at the command of the Lord and died there in the 40th year after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt on the first day of the fifth month. Aaron was 123 years old when he died on Mount Hor. Now the king of Arad, the Canaanite, who dwelt in the south in the land of Canaan, heard of the coming of the children of Israel, so they departed from Mount Hor and camped at Zalmanah. They departed from Zalmanah and camped at Punan. They departed from Punan and camped at Oboth. They departed from Oboth and camped at Aji Abarim at the border of Moab. They departed from Ajim and camped at Dibon Gad. They moved from Dibon Gad and camped at Almon Diblathaim. They moved from Almon Diblathaim and camped in the mountains of Abarim before Nebo. They departed from the mountains of Abarim and camped in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. They camped by the Jordan from Beth Josimoth as far as the Abel Acacia Grove in the plains of Moab. Okay, so maybe this chapter is not the most interesting reading, but there's some very helpful information here. For instance, just from reading the incidents of Exodus through Numbers 32, it may seem that Israel didn't often break camp and, and that they didn't often move on during their 40 years in the wilderness. However, there's a gap of 38-plus years of recorded activity that begins somewhere between the return of the spies in Numbers chapter 14 and the beginning of Numbers chapter 20. It can't be known with absolute certainty when exactly the events of chapters 15 through 19 took place. But Numbers chapter 16 reads like the events of that chapter took place at the beginning of the 38-plus years. Also, the instructions of Numbers chapters 17 through 19, well, they appear to be given in the aftermath of the tragic events of Numbers chapter 16. And so it's for that reason that I'm relatively certain that the 38-plus year gap takes place between Numbers 19 and Numbers chapter 20. This record bridges that gap by giving the route which Israel took during this time in verses 19 through 36. This is the only place in Scripture where we get a complete overview, although it's without details, a complete overview of their wilderness journey. The 17 campsites mentioned in verses 19 through 36 between Rithmah and Kadesh are the places at which Israel set up in the desert from their return from Kadesh into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, according to Numbers chapter 14, verse 25, till the reassembling of the whole congregation in the wilderness of Zen at Kadesh in Numbers chapter 20, verse 1. Now, you may be asking, why are the maps of Israel's journey so vague? Well, the reason is that most of the place names where the Hebrews traveled were campsites. They weren't cities, and thus they can't be identified with certainty today. Centers of activity come and go. Well, for example, if I ask 100 people in my community where Kenwood, Georgia is located, I seriously doubt that 10 people could tell me. 
Now, 50 years from now, it's likely that no one will remember. It's no longer found on most maps, and it remains as just a memory for our county's old-timers who used to gather around the country store at the train depot there. It even had its own post office back then. That's the way it is with regard to the mapping of Israel's journeys in the wilderness. We simply have no accurate record regarding the exact location of most of these campsites. Now, if this interests you, then I've provided a chart that in the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today that show you Israel's 40-year journey from Egypt to Canaan. I list out all the places. I show you where the gap of record begins, and then I show you where it resumes. And uh, that's all in the written notes of BibleTrack.org. But wait, there's more. I've also provided a map that shows some of these locations uh, that's there on the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today. So in verses uh, 50 through 56, we see that here we are, so what do we do now? Verse 50. Now the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you have crossed the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, destroy all their engraved stones, destroy all their molded images, and demolish all their high places." You shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell in it, for I have given you the land to possess. And you shall divide the land by lot as an inheritance among your families. To the larger you shall give a larger inheritance, and to the smaller you shall give a smaller inheritance. There everyone's inheritance shall be whatever falls to him by lot. You shall inherit according to the tribes of your fathers." But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritants in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. Moreover, it shall be that I will do to you as I thought to do to them. Okay, at this point, Israel set up east of the Jordan River across from Jericho. That's just east of the north side of the Dead Sea. They're ready to go into Canaan, but first some instructions about what to do when they get there are in order. Verse 52 says it well when it says, Then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, destroy all their engraved stones, destroy all their molded images, and demolish all their high places. Now paganism, polytheism, and the people who are involved, all of them must go. Verse 53 says that Israel is to evict these folks. Now, later we see in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 4, the following. Do not think in your heart after the Lord your God has cast them out from before you, saying, Because of my righteousness the Lord has brought me in to possess this land. But it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out from before you. A similar statement, by the way, is, made concerning the banishment of these people from Canaan in Leviticus chapter 18, verses 27 and 28. Verse 54 explains the process whereby Israel shall determine which tribes move where after crossing the Jordan into Canaan. And that process is the lottery. Casting lots, by the way, was the supernatural way that Israel made decisions back then. Now, if you're wondering about that process of casting lots, then on the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today, I have a link over to Proverbs chapter 16, 
where Solomon refers to the casting of lots. And I got a little note there, a little window that explains and outlines the using of lots to determine God's will as seen in Scripture. Oh, I should add one more thing here, and that's this. The Christian uses the leadership of the Holy Spirit to make decisions. Christians don't use lots. We don't cast lots to decide what God does and does not want us to do. So what if Israel chooses not to drive out the current inhabitants of Canaan? Well, there's your answer in verse 55. It says, Those whom you let remain shall be irritants in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. After a seven-year campaign of Israel inhabiting Canaan, they didn't manage to drive out all of the previous citizens from the land. And just as in verse 55, just like it says, those previous residents turned out to be a problem, huge problem. Now, there's another map on today's reading on the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today, and it has a, a listing and, and shows you actually the land that had been promised to Abraham back in Genesis and uh, shows you exactly how that was accomplished. I'd suggest that you take a look at that. A lot of people think that Israel's never actually occupied the land that God promised them, but we see in Scripture that, in fact, they did under the reign of King David. That brings us to Numbers chapter 34, beginning with verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land of Canaan, this is the land that shall fall to you as an inheritance, the land of Canaan, to its boundaries. Your southern border shall be from the wilderness of Zen along the border of Edom. Then your southern border shall extend eastward to the end of the Salt Sea. Your border shall turn from the southern side of the ascent of Akrabim, continue to Zen, and be on the south of Kadesh Barnea. Then it shall go on to Hazer Adar and continue to Asmon. The border shall turn from Asmon to the brook of Egypt, and it shall end at the sea. As for the western border, you shall have the great sea for a border. This shall be your western border. And this shall be your northern border. From the great sea, you shall mark out your border line to Mount Hor. From Mount Hor, you shall mark out your border to the entrance of Hamath. Then the direction of the border shall be towards Zedad. The border shall proceed to Ziphron, and it shall end at Hazer Enon. This shall be your northern border. You shall mark out your eastern border from Hazar Enon to Shepham. The border shall go down from Shepham to Riblah on the east side of Ain. The border shall go down and reach to the eastern side of the Sea of Kinnereth. The border shall go down along the Jordan, and it shall end at the Salt Sea. This shall be your land with its surrounding boundaries. Then Moses commanded the children of Israel, saying, This is the land which you shall inherit by lot, which the Lord has commanded to give to the nine tribes and to the half-tribe. For the tribe of the children of Reuben, according to the house of their fathers, and the tribe of the children of Gad, according to the house of their fathers, have received their inheritance, and the half-tribe of Manasseh has received its inheritance. The two tribes and the half-tribe have received their inheritance on this side of the Jordan, across from Jericho eastward toward the sunrise. Again, there's a map provided on this page to show you those boundaries. So they haven't crossed over the Jordan River yet, but Moses is very specific about what property is to be Israel's for possession. Now, some of these names are no longer locatable on a map. 
because they simply ceased to be called by that name after that. The place names for the eastern, western, and southern borders are relatively easy to find on a map. The names given in this account for the northern border, extending into today's Lebanon and Syria, mention names that are no longer used. We do have a general idea of the location of that northern border. Verses 14 and 15 make reference to the fact that Gad, Reuben, and half of Manasseh stayed on the east side of the Jordan River. A point of clarification is in order here. If you look at Genesis chapter 15, verse 18, here's what you see. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. Now, that, by the way, is from the Nile to the Euphrates. That passage has caused some confusion because the tribes of Israel didn't actually inhabit all that land when they arrived in the book of Joshua, nor is that large of a land survey specified in this passage. However, later on, King David did, in fact, control the territory all the way over to the Euphrates, that would be northeast, and we actually read this in 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 3. Here's what it says. David also defeated Hadad-Ezer, the son of Reboth, king of Zobah, as he went to recover his territory at the river Euphrates. So, while the Israelites didn't choose to live that far away, nonetheless, David's kingdom and control extended to that point, thus fulfilling the promise that God had made to Abraham back in Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. So to put it more succinctly, Israel's living area was actually smaller than the kingdom area would be when the covenant with Abraham was fulfilled under King David. Organizing the lottery is the last section of scripture that we'll be looking at today, beginning with verse 16 of chapter 34. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, These are the names of the men who shall divide the land among you as an inheritance, Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun. And you shall take one leader of every tribe to divide the land for the inheritance. These are the names of the men from the tribe of Judah, Caleb the son of Jephunneh, from the tribe of the children of Simeon, Shimuel the son of Amahud, from the tribe of Benjamin, Eladad the son of Kislon, a leader from the tribe of the children of Dan, Bukai, the son of Joglai, from the sons of Joseph, a leader from the tribe of the children of Manasseh, Haniel, the son of Ephod, and a leader from the tribe of the children of Ephraim, Kemuel, the son of Shiphon, a leader from the tribe of the children of Zebulun, Elizaphon, the son of Parnach, a leader from the tribe of the children of Issachar, Paltiel, the son of Azan, a leader from the tribe of the children of Asher, Ahihud, the son of Shilomai, and a leader from the tribe of the children of Naphtali, Hidahel, the son of Amahud. These are the ones the Lord commanded to divide the inheritance among the children of Israel in the land of Canaan. Well, at this point, let's appoint a man from each tribe, in this chapter right here in these verses, to be responsible for dividing the land. So here's the list. Eleazar, Aaron's son and high priest, and Joshua, who's Moses' successor, they're placed in charge of overseeing the whole process. Now, if you're itchy to find out and want to see how the actual lottery took place, it's over in Joshua chapter 19. There's a link there provided on this page with the written notes. And, and by the way, there's a map of the tribe allotments there as well. This concludes our podcast for today. 
I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walker.